Hey guys, it's Micah. I just wanted to give you guys a little heads up before you started the episode. We had some technical difficulties that cut the show of the week, rumors, all that kinds of stuff. We were unanimous in our show and match of the week, which was Raw and Edge versus Damian Priest. But it got cut for some reason. We're really sorry about that. But we still got the SmackDown review on the table for you guys, so we hope you enjoy. This is the Scoop Slam Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Scoop Slam Podcast. We're back again with the weekend update. Today we're going to be talking some Smackdown, Rumor Mill, Scoops of the Week, Match of the Week, Show of the Week, all that stuff wrapping up this past week of eh, wrestling. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host. He's ready to be Scoop Slam like Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. It's Ryan. Yo. Finally, Michael, you corner me and you and you scoop slam me and let's uh let's get this podcast started, man. We waited too long to do this SmackDown review. You're right, and it wasn't it was an all right episode of SmackDown. It was a good show if you had a fast forward button. I was just about to say that the the first match and then the rest it was kind of yeah yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, we opened up with Baron Corbin versus Ricochet. Uh, now, has Ricochet always had that entrance, or have I been missing something? Because it kind of feels like they're trying to build him up a little bit. Uh, you mean they changed the theme, or are you talking about like a uh, different theatrics in his entrance? The I guess the theatrics, because he had like the little light thing going off at the beginning, and uh, he had it initially. But they kind of took it away. But now they're starting to like slowly bring it back. Uh, but I know they changed his theme song. Uh, I'm not. I mean, it's fine. But what was on the original? Oh, I have no idea. I, you know me. I didn't oh, watch yeah. NXT or anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, Mister O'Shea had a great theme in NXT. Mm, well, maybe they'll bring it back. Uh, you know, they bring it back everything. New era. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I seen something on Twitter that <laughs> he looks like an evil, or he looks <laughs> like a less evil Andrew Tate. I was just about to say <laughs> Andrew Tate. <laughs> I was looking at a I, picture of him, and he does look just like him. It kills me. I told my wife that, and she was like, "Yeah, I was thinking that <laughs> when I was watching you watch it a minute ago," and I was like, "I it just." It's almost uncanny, but he just looks like not a super villain, I guess. He looks like athletic Andrew Tate, and uh, Sami Zayn looks like athletic um, Seth Rogen. <laughs> I've never thought about that one before, <laughs> especially with short hair. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it was an alright matchup. They spilled to the outside at one point to go to the break. Uh, Ricochet ran at Corbin, and he threw him up in the air, but he caught himself on the turnbuckle post, and he did a corkscrew off the top to the outside, which I thought was cool. Uh, but he ended up picking up the win here with a shooting star press. He was fighting from underneath for most of the match, which I like because obviously he is like a foot shorter than Corbin, but I thought it was a solid match all around. Um, just, um, running down Corbin is probably my favorite thing on SmackDown. Uh, second win over Corbin? Yeah, he picked up one a few weeks ago. 
they're doing something with him. Keep an eye on Ricochet. Triple H was a big Ricochet fan when he was uh, in NXT. I don't hate it. And, I mean, to me, he's starting to show more personality. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But I guess just his, like, facial expressions and stuff has grown compared to what I've seen from a few years ago. And his so. mic skills, too. His mic. His mic skills. Yeah. I mean, it had to get better. If you follow him like I did all the way through Lucha Underground, he literally was a mute in Lucha Underground, so he had to get better. It's kind of the same thing, I imagine, with, uh, you know, because he wrestled in a mask. Obviously, you ain't got to show your facial expressions. So I'm sure it's kind of a learning curve for him. Yeah. But Just like Sammy. Same too on the indies. Yeah. Well, next up, we had the Street Profits backstage walking down the halls. They were, you know, mm. talking, hyping each other up, whatever, and then they run into Hit Row. And they kind of look like there's some tension there. And then they all kind of... <laughs> Montez raised his arms and he was like, there's something similar about all of us. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, we're all about the money. And then they just walk off. That was it. This wasn't that bad. I mean, it cracked me up. It just... uh, There was not like... Obviously, some more stuff would come out of it later. Yeah. But uh, I just... It kind of reminded me of something like Ruthless Aggression. They were like... I don't know. You you remember that Christian? I was just about to say... Thing. Yeah, just, that him with like Truth and Kofi yeah. and Mark Henry back there. Uh, I'm from ECW. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, it did kind of. It reminded me of that. I was just about to say uh, that Christian promo. I think it was at like a uh, Survivor Series 2009. But ain't the Street Profits on? <laughs> yes, they are. That's what kind of bothered me a little bit about this, uh, especially with some of the stuff that we'll get to later about them and like the maximum male models. I was like, you know, why? Why, why are, are they, they just there? back there? Why they? Like, it made sense to the Usos go from Raw to SmackDown because you know they're the champs. But the street is just going up on SmackDown. Uh, what are we doing here, guys? Uh, Hey, maybe it's like Tony Khan is just paying for everybody to come out to the oh, man. to the taping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after this, they and this was like major. They they did this two or three times throughout the show. They ran this package about Drew's oh. life and career. It was really good. Don't get me wrong, because I enjoyed it, but I only wanted to see it once. And this SmackDown felt like they used a whole lot of filler. Well, well, hold up now. They had the first half of his career and the second half of his career. So, uh, you know, it's not like they rehashed both the first half of his career. I mean, it it it, it was there. You know, it, it was a good promo package. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about WWE always does it good or whatever, you know, with their production value. But I, I don't know. Just how many matches do we added, have on this card? You don't think it added to the show? I think it did, but I just I guess there was things in here that I think could have been cut, like say the Street Profits promo or some that, of this other stuff we're gonna get to. Yeah, 
Definitely the last half of the Street Profits promo. Well, uh, we had Karrion Cross next up. Speaking of time, um, he was saying that Drew is running out of time, and his story is a great one about redemption. And, you know, he tells him to enjoy this moment at Clash of the Castle this Saturday because it's the last taste of the main event scene you're going to have because your time is running out. This was quick. This was this yeah. was quick. The black and white filter thing. I mean, they're they're doing something with Cross. I, I'm still not invested quite yet. We'll we'll give it some more time, I guess. Definitely, I think it needs more time. I just don't. I don't know, man. They're just not really. It's like it, he does a little 15 second pre tape, and that's it. His wife looked good. Oh, well. <laughs> Knew you were going to say that. That's what I was focused on. <laughs> uh, well, i tell you what wasn't good. We moved on after this oh, to the women's God. tag team title tournament match in a four-way, four-team redemption match. Shotzi and Xia versus Nikki Ash, Dewdrop versus Sonya, Natalia versus Dana Brooke, and Tamina. Bro, this was like seven minutes. This was quick. Yeah. In my fast forward, I was like, dang, it's already <laughs> over with? I did too. <laughs> I was about to ask if you watched this because no. I certainly did not. I watched the last minute, but it was really, I mean, it was in and out. Very cool. Four-way tag match. Yeah, which makes you wonder. I mean, obviously I wasn't going to watch it anyways, but, you know. I guess we had a lot of segments on this show, and then they still made this, like, this one was like six or seven minutes tops. So, I don't know. I mean. Did anybody want to see it? Did, did anybody really want to see it like this? I mean, that's a good point. Probably not going. Could have done six minutes in and out. Well, after this, um, we. Went to, let me ask you this. What do you think is going to be match of the night at Clash of the Castle? Sheamus and Gunther. That's what I'm thinking too. And this promo right here got me pretty hyped for it. I mean, Reigns and McIntyre are going to have the crowd, more of the crowd hype, but Gunther and Sheamus are going to tear the house down. If they give them like 20 minutes, man, they could have a, Really special match. I would say that or Riddle and Rollins, as much as I can't stand their characters, they're both good in-ring workers. So That I needs could to see, be a no-holds-barred. Yeah. I could see either of those matches being really good. Yeah. Well, Sheamus came down with, uh, you know, his jabronis, Butch, and uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Ridge. Ridge Hollins. Yeah. Hey did, hey, did you see before the show that they gave um, Butch his own gear back? Now, I saw that was... I thought that was for the next SmackDown that they taped because they're going to be in Europe. They taped it? Oh, okay. I thought that was for, like, before the show they had, like, a little dark match. I, at least I think that's what it was. I could be wrong, but... Nah, you, you might be right. They usually do that when they're overseas. Okay, well, 
I guess we'll have to see you next week on SmackDown then. <laughs> but Sheamus was out here with all his, you know, lackeys. And he says that they're going to be drinking pints and starting fights in Wales when he takes the title from Gunther. And he starts, you know, going on about how this is the last thing he needs to complete his triple crown or grand slam, whichever it is. I don't remember exactly. And then Gunther and Ludwig interrupt. And they just, I don't know, they just look like stars. Even Ludwig, who's, I guess, you know, a lackey or jabroni, he he still has like a look to him. I don't know, he feels big time to me. I think he could be something after. He's low-key a big guy. Yeah, he just looks small next to that gargantuan (laughs) guy he manages. He's like 6'3". I mean, he's he's a big dude, and he's cut. Yeah. Well, hey, man, maybe he'll get the Virgil treatment. No, don't wish that. Uh, Ludwig started going on about, you know, you're talking to Gunther. I don't know who you think you are. And Seamus quickly chopped him down and... He called himself the true ring general. Seamus said that he has had banger after banger after banger after banger. And he tried to point the mic at the crowd to say banger. And that was weird. <laughs> they did not say anything. And no. he was just like, okay. I didn't understand him. <laughs> I felt bad for him in that moment. Cause I was like, oh man, he really tried. <laughs> they should have piped in the, the chant. I know they do it for everything else. They <laughs> exactly. man out. He said that uh, him and Guther are very similar, and he sees a lot of himself in Guther. But he says that he's going to walk out of Wales with that title, regardless of any you know future that he sees in Guther. So Guther takes the mic from Ludwig, and he's like, "We're completely incomparable. You know, you're a has been, whatever. I'm now. I'm the future." He says that he's going to break Seamus down, the man that people say cannot be broken. And then Ludwig and Butch just start brawling. And then Ridge jumps in and starts helping Butch. And Ludwig takes him out. And then him and Butch just keep on brawling as Seamus and Guther just stare each other down the entire time. And then as they like kind of split naturally, Ludwig and Butch, they both just grab their man and Guther just leaves. It was kind of odd. I, I mean, I, you know, I really, you know, uh, when Gunther said uh, the ring general will break you, you know that, you know, I felt that he he meant that. Like I didn't know Gunther's English was that good either. I thought he just spoke like what are they speaking Austria, Michael Austria, I guess. Yes. Yes. Okay. I just thought he spoke Austrian. I didn't know he spoke that well of English. Why why do you have um, Ludwig speak for him? He can, everything he says sounds intense. Do you really need Ludwig to do his his talking for him? Maybe not completely. Um, I think there was a few things that I noticed. Um, Maybe he... I won't say had trouble like pronunciating, but maybe like uh. But that adds to the intimidation factor, you know. I, I, I yeah. Don't know. I, I don't know. It, it worked for him. He sounded like an old, uh, Rocky, Rocky villain. You know what, what was that? Rocky three, where they had the the the, the Russian guy. 
I believe so. Don't quote me on that though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch any of them. But yeah, man. Uh, and Sheamus, I'm. I wasn't a big fan of Sheamus when he got into the company, but the last couple of years he's done won me over a little bit. I kind of. I wouldn't be mad if he got one last title run. I, I still want Gunther to win here, but I do oh, see your course, point. Oh, of course, of course, of course. But Sheamus, yeah. last couple of years, Sheamus has been doing some good work in the ring. Promos are still, you know, Sheamus promos. But his in-ring stuff should get rewarded down the line. Yeah, I agree. And and I think the same thing. I wasn't the biggest fan of him to begin with. They, they pushed him way too hard. Yeah, because wasn't it like first match he beat John Cena for the, or something like that? One of his first matches. He date he was on ECW first, and then he showed up on Raw and he won a battle royal to become number one contender. Like within a month of getting on Raw, and then he beat John Cena at pay per view, became WWE champion. It was just so quick. I always thought it may have been an accident that he won, which I, I think they debunked later. But I remember the way that it looked like Cena fell, kind of like he accidentally pushed him. Yeah, it was a, a funny ending. But they had to protect Super Cena, man. No, for sure. But overall, uh, you know, I think Sheamus is definitely doing some good work. Gunther is obviously that guy. I agree with you. I don't know that he needs a mouthpiece, but uh, maybe maybe there's some things we don't know, and that's why they're kind of keeping it limited. You know, that way we can't be like, eh, maybe he does need a mouthpiece, so they're slowly exposing him i guess to the mic and like being in front of an american audience i don't know we'll have to see fair point fair point now next up <laughs> segment of the night once again Sami Zayn and the bloodline this is like top tier <laughs> this is great this makes me think of like those early 2000s like kurt angle this is That's hilarious Steve Austin segments with uh, McMahon backstage with him. Yeah. So Sammy walks up. He's walking down the hallway, and he comes up on Roman Reigns' door, and he knocks on it, and then the Usos come out. Oh, what's up, Us? All this, that, and the other. Uh, Jay starts drilling him. You know, you lost last week, and you embarrassed the bloodline, and even if you took the Claymore for Roman, uh, Drew still ended up holding up both titles at the end of the night. And so then, as he's going on and on, basically like, you know, get out of here or whatever, Roman, hey, who who's at the door? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, oh, it's me, Roman. And Roman tells him to come in, and he sits down. How you doing, man? And this, that, just... <laughs> Oh my god. And then they they start talking about last week and Sammy started to get a little tongue tied about it. And Roman was like, Well, you know, I, I understand mistakes happen, you know, we can't control everything and he was like, But you know, I didn't forget about what happened last week and I appreciate that you took the claymore for me. He says that's what family would do. And Sammy's like, that's what family should do. And he looks right at Jay. So then Roman's like, but, you know, I've got I've got something you need to deal with tonight. 
as we've heard earlier in the show, Drew and Sammy is slated to be the main event. So Roman says, you know, I need you to be in there distracting Drew. And he starts doing this little, he's like, oh, I'm the master strategist. That That's my whole thing. And he starts doing this little, like, shimmy dance or whatever <laughs> with, his, with his shoulders. Yeah. I didn't know if you saw, but Jay... Like the the way the camera panned, Jay yeah, was broke. behind him. <laughs> he broke. He was dying laughing and was trying to hold it in. And Roman even got cracked up at him. <laughs> so then I was like dying because that was freaking hilarious. Because Jay is supposed to be like pissed at Sammy, and he's sitting there dying <laughs> laughing at him. So then, uh. Sammy said that, you know, maybe it was something that they could all do together by taking down Drew. And Roman was like, you know, all the attention's on you tonight. It's your main event spot. You go out there and you represent the bloodline well. And he does. And he's like, I I won't let you down, my tribal chief. So, what do you think? (laughs) This was, come on, man. You know this. This this is my favorite segment of the night. <laughs> Sammy and Roman together are always top tier, and Sammy's Sammy's overacting is it's great, man. And like I think Drew got booed against Sammy later on in the night. People are getting behind Sammy. I mean, I'm one of them. I've never been like a huge Sammy Zayn guy, just because stuff never clicked to me. I don't know. I mean, you know strike me down i guess but this right here and even roman too as you know much as we've dragged him in the past about you know not having charisma or whatever this right here is like great this is the best thing about smackdown to me is just seeing how this is going to play out well Sami Zayn has always been like one of the best in the world as far as in ring goes but his character works since he's turned heel has been like, one of the most underrated guys in the company when it comes to when it comes to like um on the mic and backstage segments like this and he's finally getting his just due and I'm I'm just loving seeing it man keep it up I hope Roman doesn't turn on him at Clash which I think is gonna happen yeah and I, if Drew or if Roman loses too I'm sure it'll take away from some of this I kind of wish they had started it earlier because. Now it's like one of those things that I don't I don't want Roman to lose because I don't want it to be over with. I feel like they're building to uh, maybe Sammy taking the tag titles off the Usos when uh, Roman turns on them. That's my prediction, at least. I wouldn't hate it. You know, him and KO getting together. Because they, they do reference KO a couple times in this storyline. Roman has, at least. So uh, I, I can see them building to that. But right now, Sammy is so entertaining as a heel, man. I just want him to stay with the bloodline. Yeah, and two, I just wonder how that would work. I mean, I guess since they're the undisputed tag titles, it probably wouldn't matter that Sammy's on SmackDown and Kevin Owens is on Raw. Yeah, come on, man. The Street Profits showed up. Yeah, and two, uh, they apparently are not – gonna have the draft until after wrestlemania so smackdown needs some help man like what, what are they gonna do with roman this? leaves like because you know he's taking time off after this if he loses the title what 
Uh, Raquel. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of, did you notice that Liv was not on the show at all? She wasn't. No, <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't miss her. You I missed mean, her? I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying she's a woman's champ. <laughs> Were you watching the Hulu version? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless she was in like a pre-tape and I accidentally fast-forwarded it or something, but... She had to be on the show. Maybe we're... No, I don't think she was on the show. Maybe I skipped it. I could be wrong. Wait, hold up. No, 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 Because they, they had a recap of what happened last week. And didn't she get beat down pretty severely last week? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. And then, uh, what was it? Shayna gave her that disrespectful kick. <laughs> yeah. Her parents say that. I was like, hey, hold on, is he listening to the podcast? I remember Mike is saying that last week, too. Hey, man, it was mad disrespectful. I would have been pissed because she faked it and then actually kicked her. But he used uh, the same, like, words. And I was like, wait a minute now, Pat, you being scoop slam? They all want to be scoop slam, man. Well, uh, speaking of good segments... We went to a high, and now we're fixing to go real low. Women's Tag Tournament semifinals, Raquel and Aaliyah versus Sonya and Natalia. Mm. You watch this? Not at all. Mm, that's crazy. Me either. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, Raquel and Aaliyah picked up the win. I'm sorry. I, I'm just not invested in the SmackDown side. I just... I, the only team I really care about is Eosky and Dakota Kai. Agree. Um, Bailey came out to commentary, didn't she? That probably was entertaining. Yeah, she was out there. I remember seeing that before I, you know, my finger slipped. I, I know during the pandemic, <laughs> the finger slipped. I know during the pandemic era, uh, like she used to have some um, entertaining com- comedy um, commentary with uh, Michael Cole. So I'm sure, you know, if you would have stuck around for this match, you probably would have got some kind of entertainment out of that at least. But I, for one, did not care about Aaliyah nor Raquel or Tamina. How is Tamina still in this company? That's a great question. How oh, long has she been there now? She debuted with the Usos. Dang. Oh, that was what, 2008? 2009? Probably 2009, I think. Latest 2010, but I think it was before that. She was their valet, remember? I do remember that. I forgot about that until you said that, but yeah. <laughs> and Natalia was the valet to the heart, um, heart dynasty. Mm-hmm. Bro, that was 13 years ago. How is, it, how is she still in the company? <laughs> yeah, she debuted 2010 uh, alongside Jimmy and Jay Uso attacking the heart dynasty. That's crazy. 10, no, 12, almost going on 13 years. Jesus Good Christ. Lord. That's an eternity for a women's, a women's wrestler. Yeah, because look at like Lita. She was there for what, six, seven years? Trish. Trish too, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. they returned. <laughs> <laughs> they were back and they were in the ring as Xavier was in a wheelchair. You know, 
<laughs> I wondered this. How did he get in the ring with the wheelchair? I was thinking the same thing, but I, I saw the blanket over his legs, and I was like, is he going to pull that Kevin Nash thing where uh, he gets up and there's like a fake a fake cast in the, in the wheelchair? Did you think that too? I didn't think anything about it beforehand. I mean, it's wrestling. I figured something was going to happen, obviously, but I wasn't thinking it would be that <laughs> specifically. Uh, it, I don't know. It just I was sitting there wondering, like, I did not care about the promo. I was just like, how did he get in the ring? I was like, maybe Kofi, like, helped him, and then he just put the wheelchair over. I don't know. Anyways, um, they were in there saying, you know, they were very somber. There was a serious tone to this. No, no unicorns and trombones or whatever. Um. He said that they were very banged up from the Viking Raiders. I think Kofi said he took like an air Viking Raider or something. I don't remember what he called it. Um, And they kind of alluded to the fact that maybe the New Day was over with. Maybe this was the end of the New Day. And then the Viking Raiders come out. And they, you know, got the shields and they grab mics and do their Viking chant or whatever ah yeah they're a little hokey to me uh they're not my favorite they look cool i don't know about the the shield thing well what's the point of that if you're not gonna use it as a weapon but i don't know man i i think they could be um they could be tag down the line i can see them being tag champs mm, they we'll can see. go in the ring they can go in the ring. yeah you just get them if you have them like a jim Cornette manager they could be way more over than they actually are. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. They need a mouthpiece. Somebody that, I don't know, I guess can lead them through the segments, like you said, or, you know. But anyways, uh, they were saying that the weakness that the New Day is displaying makes them sick because they're acting like wounded animals, and just like a wounded animal, they need to be put down. So they run down to the ring and they start to corner Kofi and Xavier pulls the blanket off like he said Kevin Nash. I don't know if you caught McAfee here, but he said, uh, oh, that's so Big Daddy cool or something like that. Um, and he stands up. Two kendo sticks were stuffed like down his knee sleeve or whatever or fake cast, and he tosses one to Kofi that Kofi almost dropped, and then they just went to town on the Viking Raiders with the kendo sticks. Does Woods really hurt? I don't think so. I think it's just a, a work from that thing. Remember they did, like, the chair stomp or whatever on his ankle? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So I, I think it's fake, but, you know, we'll see. It was an okay segment. Yeah, it, eh, it wasn't bad. The New Days just kind of lost their steam to me. Oh, wait, they're ice cold, man. But they've been together for almost eight years now, Micah. They debuted in the fall of 2014. Good Lord. That's yes, a long time long for a tag team, though. For a tag team, period. I mean, well, the Bullet Club's been around forever, but nobody really cares about them either. Uh, I'm... They should just no. You can't really break them up because what? What do you do with Kofi? That's what I was gonna say. Put him in the dog. 
pitcher, I mean, shows up every once in a while, gets pinned, and I guess you could have him do that. Yeah, but I don't know. It's one of them weird things, like you said. There's just not a ton left for them to, or for him specifically, to accomplish. I don't think he'll ever get back to where he was in the main event picture. Nope. Nope. Never again. Xavier's always been, and I like Xavier. I don't mean this in a bad way. He's always been more in like a job guy slot. Yeah, he's been treated as an undercard guy his entire career. Yeah, and then Big E finally felt like maybe he broke into the mid-card, or out of the mid-card scene, or at least to upper mid-card maybe, and now he broke his neck. Which I'm sure his return will be good, so I guess depending on how you book that, maybe it gives him a shot in the arm, but uh, it ain't looking great for him. Or it hasn't in a while, at least. Yeah, I think that's like the outlier of the new day. Big E's going to... He's going to return, and he's going to do some stuff. But the rest of the guys, I don't know, man. I just I don't know what you do with them. Well, maybe, I, you, maybe you turn them back heel. I don't know. They ain't been healed in a while either. I wouldn't hate it. It might give them you know, something refreshing to do. It's new, at least. New okay. and vicious. <laughs> really different directions than that joke. <laughs> well, uh... Speaking of hokey, oh god, my poor maximum male models, man. What are they doing? What are they oh. doing to them? They about to get jobbed out next week. Oh, you gonna have them lose their debut? Well, you gonna have hit row lose? Man, they gotta get out of this match. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want maximum male models to take an L on their debut. I'm telling you, they're gonna get squashed and it's gonna be forgotten about. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, this was split into two different segments, but they were both so short, I thought I'd just condense it into one. So they were back there doing a photo shoot, and the maximum male models were, and Maxine and Max, or whatever. And there's this bus beside them, or it's like probably 20, 30 feet away, and it starts playing a lot of loud music and flashing lights or whatever, and it's playing, I think, the Hit Row theme song. So then they think it's Hit Row in there. And then we go to commercial or whatever. And then whenever we come back to them after a little bit, they have spray painted Hit Row Sucks on the side of the van or bus. And then Hit Row walks up and they're not in the bus. And they're like, you know, oh, that's how y'all feel or whatever. So then they challenge the Maximum Male Models to a match next week on SmackDown. And I don't know if they accept it for sure, but I'm I'm sure it'll happen. So then Hit Row's like, oh yeah, and uh, this ain't our bus. And then the Street Profits walk out, and I think Maxine dipped, and Max dipped, and then both of the Maximum Male models ran off, and the Street Profits just kind of stared and like, I guess, shock and awe that somebody had spray-painted their bus. Eh... Mm. So, didn't they, like, cut up... This was two different segments, right? Yes. Okay, so they were playing the Hit Row theme for that long in their bus? I mean, it's an okay song, but... Do I want to listen to it on loop? What, what, what's going on <laughs> the Street Profits, man? I thought that, too. 
about like I was like, <laughs> who listens to their theme song in the bus? No, hold up, now they got some good themes that you know I put on when I'm riding to work, but I'm not gonna listen to it on loop like that. <laughs> you know, maybe some Batista or something, some Evolution. Yeah, oh yeah, Riding the Sand. That's a that's a banger, but. Maybe by Hit Row? By Kane? I don't know about Hit Row. I just, it's okay song. <laughs> Maybe it's just a really, really long song. <laughs> it's just like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, it was, I mean, I, I say it's hokey. All of the Maximum Male model, I guess, gimmick is technically kind of hokey. But, I don't know, man. Hit Row just, eh, it ain't, it ain't it's connecting not- with me. All in the first week, but progressively since then, I've kind of like okay. Um, I don't know about these guys. Maybe, maybe Swerve did do the right thing of staying AEW. Maybe Vince, maybe Vince knew what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's is it that telling? Like what this group was without Swerve? Like was he really the star? Well, it's still early, but it's not even good for him. I, me personally, I am more invested in maximum male models at this point in time. I agree, which I think we're a little higher on them than everybody else is. Cause I don't people understand on, that. People on Twitter hate it. I think it's hilarious. I don't understand that. Do people not want to be entertained? They don't want their juices titillated. I think that's what it is. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Makes me sick. Well, uh, speaking of titillating the juices, Sammy was backstage once again. You know, we love our boy Sammy. He was warming up. The Usos interrupted him. And Jimmy was like, hey, you know, Roman doesn't talk to everybody like that. (laughs) You know, you need to take that serious or whatever. And then Jay just freaking cuts loose on him. Uh, You know, why... You know, he he was talking bad about him last week to his family. That ain't what we do. And Jimmy, I noticed Jimmy never says anything to Jay, but he always tries to split them up. Uh, But basically, (laughs) Jay was telling him he better not mess up tonight. Uh, You know, short little whatever. It was good. Good cop, bad cop with Sammy. Now, I did want to mention this because I know we got a new regime and everything. Oh, Old habits die hard, except, you know, the time-filling habits of the WWE. We went to break. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> at 8.23, and they said that Drew and Sammy was up next. We did not start <laughs> this match until one or until 8.42, and oh, then I still yeah. think there was two commercial breaks in the match. Bro, what does the live crowd do? Are they just watching commercials? Well, I think there's commercials, and then some of that was segments. Like, I think the Maximum Male Models segment and the Sammy segment was what filled some of that time. But the last in-ring thing that happened was the New Day, before we even got Drew and Sammy. And I think they ran the final Drew package, like going over his career since he came back to WWE. Bro, how how hot would you have been if you went to a SmackDown taping 
and 20 minutes of the show is just you staring at the screen. I'd have been pissed. Pay like 100 bucks for the tickets. And this like half the show is just you staring at the screen. I've been a little I've been a little heated. I mean, I'll say that, you know, we've been to Dynamite for the most part there was a whole lot of in-ring action. I'll give them that. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I, the crowd was hot though during the the actual match. Like they they kept them invested or Well, I think people are really behind Drew right now. Which is a good thing. I mean, I understand that I like Drew too. But Same too. Yeah, people are behind him as well. I just I don't know, man. It it kind of bothers me, I guess. And maybe I didn't pick up on it as much as a kid, but or maybe it wasn't that bad as a kid. I just I honestly don't remember, but ugh. anyways, we'll move on to the main event. Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre. Sammy immediately started with the mind games, like he said he was going to do, you know, the cat and mouse, run outside, Drew comes outside, he goes back in, you know, all that. Drew cut it pretty short, though, as soon as he got his hands on him, landed those big old chops. They went to the top rope after a while, and Sammy started calling his way back. He landed a sunset flip off the top rope to send us to commercial break, which I thought was really cool. Uh, You know, Sammy busted it out. Edge did a Canadian Destroyer, so... Hey, man, Triple H is a wrestling guy. Uh, Drew started dialing up the Claymore as the Usos ran down to distract. Sammy turned him around, landed a Blue Thunder Bomb, but couldn't get the three count. The Usos then hopped on the rope to distract Drew once more, and then they went, like... Drew went to the ropes to knock him down, and Sammy got up and bounced off the other rope to come at him, but Drew dodged, then hit the other rope, hit him with a claymore, one, two, three, and then as soon as Drew even stood up to start celebrating, Roman runs down the entranceway and hit him with a spear, or no, I think, no, 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 he just hit him from behind and started beating him down, so then Drew throws Roman to to the outside through the like turnbuckle post and then the Usos hop on him. Then he beats down the Usos and as soon as he turns around <laughs> after that, then Roman gets him in a spear. Um, they pretty much beat him all over the arena after this or all over the ringside area. I'll say they took him to the outside, hit him with some stairs. Sammy got in a Huluva kick, which Roman got a kick out of. I don't know if you, Saw Roman's no, I face. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. I got Sammy like got up or whatever after he had taken the claymore, and once the Usos were beating him down, he came in, and Roman was like, "Okay, okay, yeah, you do your thing." <laughs> um, and then after the after the beatdown outside, they rolled him in, put a chair over him. Mm-hmm. Roman sat in it, got both the belts on each shoulder. Usos to his side, Sammy in the back. And they stand tall to close SmackDown. A little different than we closed SmackDown last week with Drew on top. So, what do you think overall about the main event and the uh, ensuing aftermath? The um, the match was really good. Uh, Roman and Drew they're they're building something really special when it comes to this. Uh, and then the show fading to black with Roman. You know, talking fast. That, that was a good. I, I I enjoyed that. Yeah. It. 
I just hate to see Roman go, I guess. I know he's part-time, but, you know, once Roman's gone, who do they have? And we just talked about the best segment of the night was Roman. 